Hey everyone, welcome to MB Asians. Do you wonder about your career path after MBA? Are you excited yet worried about working in the US? If so, we're here for you. MB Asians guide you through the crazy MBA world to the workplace by sharing Asian MBA graduate vivid stories and tips. Are you ready? Let's get it! Hey guys, welcome back to MB Agents. I'm your host, Jay. And I'm Jacob. Today, we invite Razat Goel, working at McKinsey. Hey, Razat, how is it going? Hi, Jay and Jacob. I'm very well. How are you guys? We're doing great. Um, it's really nice to have you on our show and share a little bit of your stories with our audience. It's really exciting. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is, this is really interesting. Oh, thank you so much. I know we are doing a great job. Because <laughs> many, many of our guests said that, and we are also really proud of like doing this podcast with various and amazing guests like you. I will see that at the end of the podcast, how amazing I turn out to be. <laughs> Before we actually jump into the questions today, let's uh, let our audience know more about you. Uh, Rajat, so could you tell us um, a little bit about your background, such as like where you're from, what's your prior work experience, and which MBA school you go? Uh, so I'm originally from India. Uh, prior to coming to my to US for my MBA from University of Michigan, I had six seven years of experience. So I started my professional journey with Bain and Company. I was a business analyst there. Worked there for two years back in India. Worked on various growth strategies, due diligences, learned structured thought problem, th- um, and just your basic hardcore skills of Excel, PPT. Then I started my own company, did that for three years. Uh, it was a referral-based SaaS solution. Loved the whole experience, raised a funding round, scaled it, and then joined Amazon Web Services. I was handling their startup division back in India. Uh, did that for a an year and then came to US for my MBA. And I did my MBA from University of Michigan, Ross. Cool. So you starting your career um, in a consulting and then you also do your own startup and then you join like the industry to, to like Amazon. So you kind of kind of been all over the place um, before your MBA. So I'm wondering, uh, I know we will talk a little bit more about um, what do you do now um, in McKenzie, but I want to ask you what brings you back to consulting? So that's a very good question. The first couple of months when I entered Ross, that was a big question on my mind as well. So I started talking to folks, uh, understanding what a job in consulting, what a job as a product manager entails. And I knew that my interest is in technology. I just wanted to be on the business side of it and not code for 14 hours a day. And I didn't know which part in technology I would love to work in, which products would I love to work on. So I thought consulting is a good mixture right now where I can work on a lot of digital projects, understand what all is happening in the market, get some learnings from the consulting toolkit, and then decide if I want to go deeper into a particular part of technology and maybe switch to that industry. So I thought consulting would be that sweet spot where I can start and then see where life takes me. That's a smart choice, and I know you work in McKinsey, so I want to ask some specific question about your company. So I know mm-hmm. McKinsey is one of the biggest strategy and management consulting company in the world. 
And when it comes to about consulting companies in the world, people always talk about MBB, like McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. But could you briefly explain more about what is your company? That's a very good question. Uh, so like I said, it's technically a strategy consulting firm. What that means is that they will have clients all over from Fortune 500, from biggest clients to the smallest of the companies, and they will come to them with sort, some sort of a problem. So for instance, a couple of projects that I can, just to give an example is, how do we inculcate product management capabilities within our organization? That could be one problem statement to solve. Second could be, in a technology-oriented world, how do we start working on new value propositions so that we become more relevant and gain market share in this uh, in, in our industry? Otherwise, could be how do we make our organization more fast, uh, more innovative? So there could be different types of problem statements. And then McKinsey will staff a team of consultants and they will start to work with that particular client to solve those particular problems. Essentially, that's what every consulting company is. And uh, McKinsey does it across all sorts of industries, sectors, functions, just by the scale of the company. Uh, that's what I would say is, is what the role of McKinsey is. I always heard about many of the consulting industry or consulting companies, but since I don't have much interest in the consulting industry or company, so even though I know about consulting, because I feel like, what is the consulting company like? It's always like consulting other company or doing some, like what kind of project they are doing. I don't have much knowledge about that, but yeah, it's well said. But then could you explain a little bit more what kind of difference like compared with other consulting company like in McKinsey? Like what is the unique points of the McKinsey? I think it's, I, I'm, I can speak about McKinsey. Uh, honestly, I can't speak about the other consulting firms, but I would mm. feel as part of my experience, the difference would be sort of a co-creational aspect. It's when, when, People think about consulting, it's not like you're given a problem, you sit in a room and solve the problem. You actually work with the customers that you have. So for instance, if a company is approaching a consulting company, you will work with their people, you will create the answer with them. So for instance, just one of the examples, we have something called as problem solving session, where we'll just see like how to break down the problem and what take one part of that and see what would be the solution. Now this process, doesn't happen within ourselves we'll regularly work with the people who are working within the client to because they, they have the experience they have a lot of expertise they know the problems that they are facing so we'll work with them i think that's one of the most unique aspects that i've seen in mckinsey and the second part of it just the structured problem solving i i, I was really impressed by the way that they break down a particular problem just the clarity of thought and you're working with partners and clients who have experience 20 years of experience in a particular industry and then with just one broad stroke they can tell you if how should you be thinking about from a short-term perspective from a long-term perspective so i would say just the way that whole model and operating model is structured that's very impressive because you just don't give a solution you create a solution which is tailor-made for that particular client uh i assuming you probably, while you're doing recruiting, you probably think McKenzie, BCG, and BIM, probably all of them are the company that you were you were thinking about, like, you know, which one you're going to. 
And I'm sure a lot of students um, who are interested in consulting, they are having the same like process, like, all right, which one would be the one that most fit um, with them? So um, could you maybe share um, like some aspect for students who are evaluating which company that are most you know fit um, with with them? Um, is there any aspect you think they can they can starting from there to kind of evaluating the company? I think there are two three things that I believe every student should look at. One is just the function and the industry that they want to go into. Not every student, for instance, would know uh, what sort of industry they want to go into, and that's fine. Just pick your top two three industries that you think you will get excited about. And I would say like start from there. Second, very, very important aspect of it is talk to the folks inside the firm. I think one of my biggest criteria was when I talk to people inside this firm, do I get excited? Is this a good conversation? Do I have to force a conversation or this is a natural conversation? And there's nothing wrong with if you don't gel with one particular firm and you gel with the other. It's just the way that you would feel more comfortable with a particular bunch of people. And I feel that because especially in consulting, you work with a small group of people for a long period of time. So if you don't like them, if you don't like having conversations with them, it will get really, really difficult. So I think that's one of my biggest criteria. And third, obviously, like you also see uh, what sort of projects you will get from that particular firm. So for me, for instance, with McKinsey, there's, I'm part of the digital practice. And I knew I have a strong interest in technology. And I believe McKinsey has a very big digital practice. So for me, that was also a big plus point that I can go inside this practice, understand what all is happening from different lenses and different technology, different functions. And that will also help me decide where do I want to go deeper into. So in, in a nutshell, figure out your fit and you need to define what your fit is. Do you want to focus only on the type of projects? Do you want to focus on the type of people? Do you want to focus on location? Whatever your priorities are, talk to people. Consulting companies and specifically Ross also provides you a lot of opportunities to talk to folks before joining a company. Make use of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's well said. Um, just like we're, you know, how we decide in MBA program, like we talk a lot of um, alumni to understand like whether the vibe was suit you um, whether you like the people or not i think that's that's really important and right to the point i think that totally makes sense you mentioned about um you're actually in a digital practice could you share a little bit more what is digital practice and what is it different from other practice in mckinsey digital practice is like a broad umbrella where most of the projects you will have will have sort of a technology component so let me give an example. Uh, let's say there's a project where you want to improve the cost uh, for an oil and gas company. Now, this could be a digital project. This could be a generalist project also. Generalist is basically a non-digital sort of project. If you're looking at technology services to improve the cost, maybe the softwares that they use and other kind of activities that they use, it will be uh, entrenched into the digital practice. That's one differentiation. Second, I think what is important to understand is consultants in their digital practice, it's not like they're working in their own silo. They, these teams are always cross-functional. So if I'm working, let's say, in a telecom industry and trying to see their pricing model and trying to create a technology tool out of it, 
your team would have experts maybe from their digital practice also from the pricing network who has done who have some sort of experience in the different pricing models a telecom expert would also be a part of the team so your teams are always cross functional depending upon what sort of project is coming and that's a very important part of traffic and con- consulting companies focus a lot on how do you staff the right people with the right experiences all right then let's change our gear into some challenges but before talking about the challenges you said you worked in india almost 7 years right 6 years like including the bain your entrepreneur yep. and again amazon and i guess you have some expectations of working in the us before you come to us so so far how you feel about working in the us i know you started your work in the mckinsey last year most of your working was remote right right actually all of it was remote oh all of it was remote yeah so what is the biggest difference so far between working in india and working in the us hmm that's a very tough question um i would say it's a lot similar in terms of people there is just an added complexity of cultural element to it uh in india most of our working styles would be the same uh you know we are more competitive result oriented sort of a people sort of people whereas here in i will work with people from all nationalities and we have a concept called team learning where before starting every project the teams will get together they will talk about their working styles they will talk about their limitations in the day for instance one of my limitations is i need to have an hour in the evening to just work out like that's sort of my sack to sank time i won't uh, give that so you talk about your limitations you talk about your working styles how would you like to have listen to feedback is it instantaneous do you want more like weekly formal setups for feedback do you are you a morning person are you an evening person so like all those sort of things are being discussed before you start a project so that everyone can accommodate for everyone's needs that's i think a added complexity over on top of it which through this concept of team learning is made easier second is just for me one of the criteria of coming to us is also to work on a uh, sort of latest technologies and i think that's also happening like in india also you will find pockets where different sort of technological use cases are being implemented in us those use cases are just different i would say that that's those sort of are the biggest differences but it's not like it's completely different it's you have people you have content uh, it's it's mostly the similar you just have to You, you learn a lot of new things in terms of understanding people because of that cultural complexity that gets added to it. I feel the same way because even though I haven't worked here yet, I can say wherever we go in the world, just we are working with people, and all people I believe they are similar. Just we have different cultural background. Maybe sometimes we have different preference, but just working with people is the simple basic principle. So I'm really listen after listening to your story I'm really excited excited about working here just working with similar situation but just different background might have I always have some complexity cuz I don't 
I never discussed about my working style in my previous company in Korea, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. What is the most fun thing working in the U.S.? It's not about working in U.S. I I believe that is fun. It's just Mm -hmm. working with a bunch of people. I believe working in McKinsey versus working in a tech company would be very different and the fun aspect of it would be very different. For me, working in McKinsey what's fun is you just you have these big challenges that you have to solve and all of us are ambitious folks like we have these dreams that will you know will change the world and will solve these big complex problems and will take companies to these heights and it's really interesting how i just graduated out of an mba school and i have been given how do you create a new business for this particular company for instance that's the problem and for me working on these sort of challenging problems is what i would say is the most fun aspect of it there are ups and downs but at the end of the day you know somehow or the other you will get to the answer so i think that journey is is very fun yeah i think that i definitely agree with that um but i was uh, i have another question regarding like the challenges here but i want to focus on um things outside of your um career so a lot of people say that um consulting is like one of the busiest business um role or the 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 the, the job you um like across a different career and you always like flying to your client have a meeting and work pretty late um, every day. But now here, you know, the pandemic, um, like you said, you're basically virtually, um, and then you don't actually need to fly, which give you a lot of time. Um, well, I'm not sure if that's true, but you can um, you can, you can can tell us later. Um, but I assume you give, probably get more times that um, you can do things outside of your work. And um, I guess, I, I think that for uh, international students, you may or may not have a lot of friends, when, when, especially when you move into a new places. And I'm wondering, how do you kind of find your, um, let's say, find, find a group of people that you were you, you be, be able to lean on with each other and, you know, especially when you were not working? I think... Again, it varies for individual to individual, but for me, Ross Network was a huge plus. Like when I moved to Chicago, just the alumni in McKinsey who were from Ross, like Ross alumni, they we had like whatever to the extent we could in the pandemic. We used to meet outside in open grounds, uh, you know, any sort of questions. We, we could just ping them, talk to them, understand how to go about that. And these are the folks I won't say like, it's it's not like I'm going to them always for advice. Like we'll get together, play board games, spend that time on the weekend, we'll cook together. So you, one Ross network, especially for international students, I feel Ross network is super, super helpful. Uh, secondly, even within within McKinsey, I can say, and I'm sure this would happen for a lot of other companies as well. But you have these sort of team events where the company now understands that because of the pandemic, you're working from home. So there's this connection, lack of connections that might be felt by a lot of people. So you have these 
times blocked for team events so for instance we had wine tasting kits delivered at every person's house and we just went on zoom did that activity there was a per- trainer who took us through that particular event i have seen painting events happen i have just seen every day for 15 minutes in the morning just chit chat chat about your life like don't talk about work so there are all these things that are happening and you make friends out of it so for instance i was working on a particular project i uh, was working with another associate and we just got chatting and she was also in chicago so we started meeting up as well so like it's it's all part of how you make friends which is just becoming more difficult with pandemic but i believe it's you need to have that support system Ross Elman I would definitely have you I also have a couple of folks from my uh, batch in Ross who are there in Chicago some of them living in my own building so you have all these networks that you take from MBA with you when you start doing the job and that's a good starting point and then you you make your own friends so yeah i think ross community is really big and it's really helpful like i'm still doing my um recruiting for full time job but even when i'm doing my recruiting last year for my internship i always i got a lot of help from the ross alumni ross network even regardless of their international or their domestic students here like i think this is really powerful community i i think we are really blessed in terms of we have this big strong community even though we are international we are foreigner here so I'm, I'm, I have a one question about your future plan because your career path is really interesting to me because you work, you start your career path as a consultant in India and you do your um, entrepreneurs, like you make your own company, which is really great because I'm pursuing my entrepreneurship in the future. And then again, you enjoy the industry in Amazon and again, you come back to the consulting company. So how do you see your future? Like you want to, you said you want to um, pursue your career into um, digital technology area, but you want to stay in the U.S. for a long time or someday you want to go back to like, it's a really long uh, later, but do you have any specific plan for your future? Honestly, no. Uh, it's once when I find the answer, I'll give that answer. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if I'm going to stay in US for long. I don't know if I'm going to stay in consulting for long. Uh, it depends on, for me, as long as I'm enjoying the profession, I'll stay in it. Uh, the day that I stop enjoying it, I'll like move away from it. But my only sort of foundational guideline for myself is I want to remain in the technology industry and then see. I at some point of time I would love to also like right now I'm doing multi, like I'm going from one project to another at some point in my life I'd love to do a deep dive on a particular industry or a particular technology but then again that could happen within McKinsey outside McKinsey it could happen in both so I don't know where life will take me and honestly I I haven't even started thinking about it uh, we'll see yeah I I know it's it's really hard to expect or to draw the future because I'm also, I don't, right now, I don't have like specific future plan of me. Everything is so uncertain. Like, can I get a job here? Or can I can I get the lottery, the H1 visa, something like that? Everything is uncertain. So it's pretty fair that we cannot say specific future plans so far, right now. So, 
All right, then I want to talk about some connection between your job and your MBA experience. Could you share how your MBA experience at Ross helped you either landing a job in, at McKinsey or be successful as a consultant at your work? That's a good question. Uh, for me, I would say it gave me a couple of things. One, and not those things are not in terms of content. Like I, everyone who knows me knows I'm not a very academically oriented person. I look for learnings in life uh, in non-academic areas. For me, one of the biggest things was just the exposure to go and talk to different people, understand them, have those conversations. And I was, I'm still am. I was a pretty shy person, so networking was a pain for me. But just by exposing me to these different events, your impact challenge, your map, all those sort of activities, I think that gave me the confidence to just go and have those conversations. Like be more self-aware of what you want. Uh, be more confident when you you know talk to different folks. I think that was super, super helpful for me. Secondly, and that was more from a recruitment perspective. In my job, like in the second year, I just explored. Most of my courses were entrepreneurship courses. Most of the things that I did or contributed to in terms of clubs or in my conversations, I think all of them contributed to making me more self-aware of what I want to do in life. And all of that gives you some sort of foundation where you can stand when you're doing your job. So for instance, finding a project that you would like to do is a very interesting portion of uh, consulting life. And for me, I knew that building a business from scratch is something that would really interest me. And that got reinforced by my activities in the second year. So I think all those things are really helpful in terms of, and this, this hasn't happened with me, to be honest, because I was not focused on academics, but I know a lot of my friends who wanted to go into, let's say, financial aspect of consulting. They took a bunch load of financial courses and that really gave them a foundational knowledge which they which they now use in consulting life. So I've I've heard of all these stories where you can take the right courses, you can meet the right people, and that helps you in just putting a foot down when you say, okay, this is what I think, and giving more value to what you think because that's really important in a consulting room. It's a long-winded answer and a not clearly not a structured answer, but I hope that helps. You said a lot and everything was really good about MBA experience. I, I guess you got many things from your MBA experience. Then I think this question might be, I already get the answer from you, but I really want to ask. So if you are able to go back to the past and you can choose your mm -hmm. career path, like going to MBA or like going back to maybe three or four years ago, would you still do your MBA program mm -hmm. or you want to choose like a, a different path? I would still do my MBA. And I talk when I say that, I'm not just talking professionally, like as a holistic, because I think MBA is much more than just your professional path. Uh, as a holistic experience, I would definitely do my MBA. Um, I would choose the same path. Uh, more or less like obviously some things everyone would like to change but more or less I think 
I would love to do my MBA Ross spe- specifically Ross. I think I loved my experience in Ross, uh, and just the path that I am, I I don't think I'll change any of it. And part of that is also biased because I met my partner in Ross, so I'm also a little biased towards the MBA experience. Uh, but overall, I think uh, super happy with. Won't change anything. That's awesome.、Uh, I didn't know that, but now I do. <laughs>、um, but、uh, follow up on that. Will you do anything differently、um, during the MBA period? I think I would do more. Not if if that counts as different. In, just in the sense of, I feel like there's so much that you can experience. And I'll give you an example. I always wanted to experience non. Professional courses, which partly because of my laziness, I never really explored to the full potential. I think that would be really cool.、Uh, just you know, go do a filmmaking course. Just just learn those sort of things. And Ross really like Ross offers you those credits, so you don't really have to go out of your way. They'll count to your degree and everything. So it's it's really easy for you to do.、Uh, going back, I think in a nutshell, I would say I would be less lazy. That will cover everything else different than I want to do in MBA. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I would phrase it a little bit different. I wouldn't say lazy, but I do feel like for me, just take myself as example. And、um, I was really focused on、mm-hmm. recruiting, and I put most of my energy in recruiting. And then sometimes I feel like I missed out a lot of different things、um, other than recruiting, but. It's it's a tough choice,、um, especially as an international student. I want just want to say that、um, it's definitely harder to get a job、um, than those domestic students for various reason. And yeah, I mean, I mean, do, by then you, you just have to decide like which one is more important to you. But but it could be lazy as well. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh. Okay. I really enjoyed being lazy when、mm-hmm. I was in the MBA. At this point, I think I would be less <laughs> lazy. But at that point, I think I was doing the best that I could. <laughs> Fr- frankly, I'm also being lazy after came coming here. Like compared with my life in Korea, like I sleep more than seven hours. Do I am I am I ashamed of myself? <laughs> so I'm I'm really enjoying my laziness here right now. <laughs> no, that's because MBA is very energy consuming. Like you get tired easily, or just because、yeah. we get older. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's true. Yeah, that's too true. Plus, <laughs> also you will like the other thought process. You won't get that time back again. You won't get that time back again. So, like, sleep for as much as you can during the MBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I think、um, after you start working,、um, like, you, it probably is the last chance for you to be a student again, which is、uh, right. You just、exactly. have to take it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, last question. Um. So. The last question would like we ask for all our audience.、Um, sorry, all our guests.、Um, is there any tips that you want to give to our listener 
um, if they wanted to join McKenzie for their post MBA career? Two things that I would love to tell the listeners is one, it's don't do your recruiting as this is the end all be all of life. I think a lot of students in Ross do their recruiting like that. Uh, it's part of your journey and evaluate McKinsey if this is the right place for you. I understand that when you are doing that recruitment process, getting a job is the most important thing. But I would just like to say that getting the right job for you is much more important because like, if you don't fit into the firm, six months down the line, you will not be happy in it. That's one. Second, I would say during that recruitment process, have a support system. There is everyone is so involved. Uh, so, for instance, I had this internal fact group. Two of my friends, uh, we just used to prepare for recruitment together. And more than anything, it was also a venting group. When I used to get frustrated in life, I feel like I am not going to get a job in the next two years. Then you feel like you are the worst possible person for your MBA program. Like all those thoughts, everyone has those thoughts during the MBA. When you get that, those are the people you go and just lay it out all on. And that group is super, super important. I think that really helps you keep you sane. So find those people for yourself. That's more important than getting a job, to be honest. Second on that, definitely. Um, my in, uh, internship uh, recording process was a disaster. So I can totally resonate with what you just said. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> thank you so much, Rajat. Um, it's really nice to have uh, you on our show and share your valuable experience and i think a lot of points that you made was like very helpful i mean for for students who are um, not only looking into the career opportunities at um the consulting industry but also like in general like living their life um in um in, in, yeah like in their life so so that's really really helpful thank you so much Thank you for having me. This was a very fun conversation. I really enjoyed the time. So today's show was with Rajat Gul, a consultant at McKenzie. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. You can find us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. New episodes come out every Tuesday U.S. time. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on MB Asians Instagram, Facebook. And please share it with your friends. Stay tuned and see you next week.